Alright, welcome Crusaders to the new next episode of the Nerd Crusade podcast. This week we're talking about the Summer Games Fest and the Xbox Showcase. This is the, about the last of the E3-ish type announcements we're having for this month. Although, uh, Ubisoft is doing more in-depth stuff tomorrow at their showcase. Tomorrow, uh, Monday, you mean? Yeah, Monday, yeah, which Ubisoft showcases are always kind of like a hit and miss sometimes. Like, they go into like a lot of their titles, like the Just Dance stuff, which... Has its niche crowd, but it's like just you know, it's like a Madden update where there's just new music and maybe some new moves, m- new like graphic effects for yeah. music video stuff that they have, um, and usually something silly and probably like a really bad celebrity to be a host or something unless it's, unless it's Alicia Tyler. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, the biggest news stuff I feel like has already come out um, with Summer's Game Showcase being uh, created by uh, Jeff Neely. Who's the creator of the Xbox? Uh, creator of the Video Game Awards. Uh, he went from hosting like the VG, uh, VGAs like that were on Spike TV to creating his own Video Game Awards show that's been going on for ten years. Uh, now, uh, now has created the uh, Summer Game Showcase, which I believe they created a year or two ago, um, basically because of COVID, and mm-hmm. then it's now. Going into like a big show where they have a theater and yeah. everything, and they have uh, press days only for the people to actually get their hands on some games or not. Yeah, it feels like a, a a replacement for uh, the one that just got canceled for E3. For yeah. E3, that just is not happening anymore. Yeah, and the thing is, like, some game showcase is more like, all right, here's a stage show where we just show you game trailers, and then here's some play days where they invite the press to go in and play specific type of type of games where mm-hmm. E3 was like originally here's this huge event that took up the entire convention center or a big portion of it for pre- press only and then they opened it up to fans and it was like if you've been there before you can always get back in to be like this big huge video game convention that just went over the top with how much money everybody spent to show there yeah. to where it became much cheaper to no skip E3 into your own showcase which is just Here's a stage show, and then here's an area to play some games. Yep. Um, so Summer Showcase uh, that started this week on the 8th uh, of mm-hmm. June, um, and that's when they had like their big stage show, and then the rest of the weekend has been... Uh, some demos. O- has been demos, and then some other like game festivals, like the Tribeca Film Festival has their own game show that they uh, kind of showcase some indie games at. Well, that's what a PC lot of... PC game stuff, and like a little like Capcom here, other companies do yeah. their own things. Well, a lot of uh, game companies and a lot of, uh, and a lot more um, film festivals are including games, and the South by Southwest has been doing it for the past uh, 15, a little over 15 years, including games. Uh, you said Tribeca is doing it, and I'm sure we're going to be seeing it a lot more in the bigger uh, film festivals as well. Yeah, and there's still two more big game shows this summer. There's the Tokyo Game Show, yep. and there's the one in Cologne, Germany, that they're still going to have uh, Gamescom. I think that one's called Before the End of the Summer mm-hmm. um, for any more big announcements to happen. But this is like... The beginning of any announcements and any like major announcements for AAA games coming out in the fall, pretty much happened in June, and that's basically what happened here. Like we covered the Sony showcase last week. Yeah. Um, what's really interesting here is one of the criticisms about Sony was they didn't have a lot of release dates, even for Spider-Man Two. They didn't put a release date on it, mm-hmm. but at the Summer Games Showcase they closed the show with Spider-Man and giving it a release date for this fall. So that game yeah. will actually be coming out. They put a release date to it, and the developers at the show said we are very, very uh, convinced that we'll that we'll hit that date. It's just good. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just weird that like why Sony would let summer game shows take that away from them. Where yeah. so far, Sony is like at the bottom of the pack as far as this the shows have gone as far as what they showed because they had a lot mm-hmm. of CG tra- trailers, no release dates, a lot of games that. At least 12 of their games that they show were on multi-platform, so it's like... What's, what's exclusive for you? There was no reason to And then to the, get they it. also showed, like, <laughs> oh yeah, and here's our Gran Turismo movie. It's like, I don't care about that. I care about what's going to be on your console, what <coughs> games are coming out, and is anything coming out soon? And Sony, for this round, did not do that, really. Yeah, and that's the risk of, like, going first. Either you go first and you set the pace... To be beaten or to do really good, but if you're first, mm-hmm. if you're the first one out and your show is lackluster, 
you got a lot, of, a lot of like pick a lot of back, a lot of ground to pick up after that. And they, yeah, and they opened the doors for like Microsoft just to dunk on them constantly, and everyone else to make fun of them. With hey, we're not showing any movies. Hey, all our stuff is going to be in engine footage or gameplay footage. Yes, <clears throat> and we kind of have to explain the difference on that, especially when we get to the Xbox stuff, because a lot of in-game footage or in-engine footage mm-hmm. will look like a CGI trailer, except it's using the assets that are actually in the game, uh, or at, or and the game's actual animation systems, and not using a completely different rendered system. Like you think, like a CG trailer is like looking at the cutscenes in like a Final Fantasy game from uh, the old PlayStation Two days and whatnot, where it's a complete CG thing. It looks nothing like the gameplay, but it's this really high crafted, really cinematic uh, video versus well, this is what the assets actually look like, and they're blocky. Yeah. Um. So we'll get more into that too when we get to the Xbox stuff. But so summer game. Yes. <laughs> back to back, summer. Back games. to the summer game showcase. So, uh, Spider Man was there. It was a big one. They mm-hmm. gave info on Alan Wake with an interview with Sam Lake, telling us more about how that game's going to play. Yep. And they showed a very brief, a uh, little bit of gameplay in there. Yeah, I'd say, well. the, I'd say the gameplay they showed wasn't anything new that we didn't see at the well, PlayStation show. To it, be expected was, as well of how an Alan Wake game is going to play. Yeah, but it's the updated graphics. It's the updated sound. It's everything thi- just looks better because it's newer. Well, it's also a thing that Sony missed missed out on, right? Because they basically yes. show the same scene that Sony showed, but emphasized in the game in Summer's game case that this is gameplay. Yes. Whereas, very much. The, the gameplay can look cinematic, which we will definitely do in the Alan Wake game. Yeah. Sony didn't put that out there, so people like on their thing, okay, well, this is a cinematic, not mm-hmm. actual gameplay per se. So we saw more of that scene get played out, like a little three-minute uh, gameplay uh, video of what's of that scene. Yep. And Sam Lake came on stage and he actually talked about um, the fact that this game will have two protagonists, Alan Wake and Agent Sage. And that you can actually jump between both characters almost. You make it sound like almost freely, or at least there's there's definitely going to be points where you can jump back and forth if you want. But technically, it sounds like you you can play the whole game as Detective Sa- or FBI agent Sage mm-hmm. till you get to like an endpoint in the game. And you do the same thing with Alan Wake. Where you can play most of the game as Alan Wake through until, his side of the yeah. story until it forces you to some uh, conclusion, or you can jump back and forth all the way through it, which. In their interview, they were saying he they wanted to have a lot more replayability because they realized Alan Wake wasn't a replayable game. It was like you play through it once, you get you get the story. There's really no reason to go back unless you're trying to collect everything, right? Right. Um. So with this, you technically kind of have three playthroughs you can do, where play through it once as one character, as a, as the other character, and then play through it as both characters, uh, piecing together the whole story. So they're putting some. Forced replayability in it by giving you those story branches like that, which sounds mm-hmm. interesting. And Remedy always has something interesting up there, so I'm sure there's going to be something that connects it a little bit to Control, since Control so. has a, a has the Alan Wake DLC attached to it as well. Yeah. And then hopefully <clears throat> it opens up to a Control 2 with Alan Wake 2, which would be cool. And then you could start tying in more of uh, Remedy's uh, universes. Unfortunately, we can't do Max Payne in there, but... Well, the you could th- have, you know, Control, you have Alan Wake, and then you'll have, um, oh, what is it? It's not Quantum Break, is it? Well, Quantum Break, but Quantum, Quantum, Quantum Break won't, is there not to come back, so people don't consider it part of the Connected Universe, just for the fact that uh, Microsoft owns the IP, and they'd have to buy, once again, remember you'd have to buy it from Microsoft, like they did Alan Wake, in order to continue any type of story. You could always cut a deal. Yeah, it all depends. I mean, they did with Alan Wake. They paid Microsoft a ton of money to, to get it from them so they can continue the Alan Wake story. Um, I don't see them getting Max Payne back from Rockstar. Oh, no. no Rockstar is um, not. But they've already, uh, they've already fixed that in their universe where the character Sam Lake actually plays in Alan Wake is named Alex Casey. Mm-hmm. And in the Alan Wake game, he well, his book series that he's famous for writing for is the Alex Casey uh, novels, which are the Max Payne games. Yeah. Except instead of being called Max Payne, he's named Alex Casey. Uh, so it's interesting that Sage's partner is Alex Casey, which is a fictional character Alan Wake wrote. <laughs> so it's like, is this a real person or is this just inside the story that Alan's writing? Mm-hmm. Which has a lot of implications with how how Control handles it too. So like, you have to like dive deep into all the games to kind of understand what exactly might be going on there. Yeah. Um, 
But in that, um... So that looks good. <laughs> they started the show off with Mortal Kombat 1, which yeah. it looked interesting, like all Mortal Kombat games. Um, really focusing on the violence, the bone breaking, the, the fatalities, yeah. the blood and all that, which everybody liked. Uh, been around for 30 years, so pre- amazing that the guy who created it, uh, back when they were just midway, has still been working on it since then, so... Uh, that's probably why Mortal Kombat is probably one of the more successful fighting games. Fighting franchises, around. other than like, is Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter really are the two major major ones? Mm-hmm. There's like been Tekken, been Virtual Fighter, uh, Injustice series, Injustice series, which is is made by the Mortal Kombat folks anyway. Um, but like, there's been a few other uh, fighting games that just kind of like pop up and disappear uh, that haven't been as successful. But like, Mortal Kombat is definitely one of the ones there. And they kind of get to reboot it because with the Mortal Kombat 11th, they did a whole timeline story. If you actually play through the story parts <laughs> of the game, uh, where basically the whole universe gets reset, and that's why this game is called Mortal Kombat 1 because it's the beginning of their reset universe. Yeah. Um, which they've added some new components with like companion characters who, not like a tag team, but like mm-hmm. um, it's not even like how Dragon Ball Z where Fighters you, does it, where you switch players. It's yeah. just they come in and they'll do an attack, a combo attack with you, it's and then they like, bop, jump out. Yeah, it's like um, an injustice when you were playing as the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, where you can call the other where turtles. Where you call in. the other turtles and they come and they do a special move. <coughs> and hopefully it lands on the uh, other player. But that's, that's pro- what that's, it felt like to me. I'm like, that. Because I like that element. It's like, oh, I'm getting my ass whooped. Oh, sweet. I have this power up ready. I'm going to use it. Yeah, that's probably the exact system that they took to uh, build this one because, like I said, they made the they same team made Injustice. Yeah. So <clears throat> they've expanded on that system with this and that. And what they've shown there was like, you see classic characters like classic Kato, classic uh, Sonya, classic Johnny Cage pop in in their classic outfits. And, and they also have the movie version. So, and they also got uh, Van Jean-Claude Damme. Van Damme. Yeah. Yes, I we was didn't excited. see anything with him in it. But he is but doing a, some voice acting for voice his acting, yeah. uh, his version of Johnny Cage. Yeah, I'm assuming that he's playing Johnny Cage. So I would presume well I'll see, so, see what but... happens. They didn't show any footage of that. Um, they did have a really weird section where they introduced Nicolas Cage. <gasps> yes, it was darling. It's Nicolas Cage. I mean, come on. Yeah, if you're a Nicolas Cage fan, like it's you'll, amazing. You'll eat it up. Um, I think the missed opportunity that um, Dead by Daylight had there, though, yes. was that Nicolas Cage is just a new survivor. You just play as a new survivor. They'll probably have some unique, new, unique moves, moves or, and... uh, abilities like yeah. other survivors have. Um, but like, it's not like he's playing a character, he's just playing a movie star who gets sucked into this world, which is basically Nicolas Cage gets sucked into the world Dead by, Dead by Daylight. The missed opportunity, though, is they should have made it so like, yes, Nick- you'll play him as a survivor, but also play him as a killer. No, they should have just made him as a killer. And you're running away from Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage, and it would be <clears throat> fucking wonderful. And then they could bring in like Shia LaBeouf being a killer. That would be funny too, if they could do that That would so. be so awesome. <laughs> But we'll see, uh, we'll see where that game goes. I mean, that game's yeah. been around for almost... Over five years? Over five years since early access. Yeah. Um, they just keep adding stuff to it, so that'll keep the game alive, uh, just like how Fortnite just keeps adding stuff to their... Well, you their still, they still have their big player base, so, so you have we'll, your dev... We'll dev see people. how long that game goes moving forward. Um, but yeah. the Nicholas Cage edition isn't a bad thing. Um, it's definitely... I think it's charming. It's definitely going to be good and definitely get some people into it, but... Um, <laughs> just his stage presence were because like he's like any actor that it's like, Nick Cage well, like any actor that comes into the game industry for like oh I got to work on this game um instead of like really selling the game like Keanu Reeves showed up for Cyberpunk and he was like selling the game right it's just um, charming Nick Cage came in and wanted to tell us how his experience in voice acting it's like dude we understand it's not like regular acting you don't need to explain <laughs> that to us but he had his interesting moment on there, um, then uh, he left, and then they wonderful. went on with the rest of the show. They have a new Yakuza game yeah. uh, called The Man Who Erased His Name, which is following the original Yakuza character, mm-hmm. who, and I guess at the la- end of the last Yakuza uh, game, he faked his death to erase his name or whatnot. So this is the continuation of his story being drawn out by some new villain and whatnot. Those games have always been great with their fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortnite premiered their new season, which is they like a transformer it's not tie-in even, it's not even a transformer tie-in they have a transformer tie-in there but it's clearly like it's supposed to be indiana jones 
But Transformers yeah. came out the next day, so they had to put Optimus Prime in an ancient ancient jungle top temple. It made yeah. no sense. That's just them throwing well, in IPs because well, that's all Fortnite is. It's just throw IPs at something and grab people's money because they're like, oh, you liked Optimus Prime? Well, pay us fifteen bucks for his skin. Because I guarantee you, at the end of the month, because they have, have no fucking. Originality. originality yeah so and I, it pisses at, me off at the end of the month i guarantee you they're gonna add some indiana jones stuff to it even though I think oh yeah because indiana, indiana jones in well because indiana jones is coming out beginning yeah. of july but it was very clearly like that that new land area that was there is clearly indiana jones tie-in yeah but they threw a transformer in there for no reason just because transformers well transformers comes out, out tomorrow so yeah. here's a transformer build um there was i wonder if they'll do something for Oppenheimer. <laughs> that'd be really weird <laughs> I mean, they're, again, their they're target their target audience is children, not. Sorry, then Barbie, a Margot yeah. Robbie. There probably Barbie. will be a Barbie Barbie thing in there. I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't no. surprise me. Um, <laughs> so, other than that, the, the Banishers, Ghost of New Eden, looked really interesting. Yes, that looked really good. That looked like uh, not necessarily a co op game, but a character. Uh, looked kind of like um, a colonial game, like um, what is that Xbox game? Uh, made by Spider, the one that we. We haven't finished it, or it was like Colonial Mass Effect almost. Colonial Mass Effect? Not Colonial Mass Effect, but Colonial Dragon Age. Like, it took place at, like, the colonial of, like, the, like the colonization of a new, wor- new world. Oh, yeah. I forget what it's called. I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah. It's a game made by uh, Spider People who made uh, Necroma- uh, a Necromage or something. Uh, they're big, they're, their games are not as polished as, like, Bioware games, but... Um, you do get like an in-depth you get, story. Yeah, you get an in-depth story. And this looked like it kind of took place during maybe the colonization of the New World. It looks like you play as a Scots, as a Scot. Uh, a Scotsman, yes. Scotsman you play who, as a Scotsman because there's the target. It's like his wife has probably died and is a ghost. And like mm-hmm. they have a connection between them there. And you're basically banishing ghosts, almost like doing Witcher contracts. But uh, for ghosts. But for ghosts or supernatural stuff. And... You can jump between her and him and helping solve puzzles and traversing the land. So it looked really interesting. looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Liza P got a new uh, trailer. Yep. But also got a new demo that dropped too. So if you want to actually try it out before playing, there's a demo available. On uh, all... That's coming out this week. Yeah, it's on all the platforms. So you should be able to download that and try out uh, the new Souls-like uh, French Pinocchio French... game. Well, it's like French... <laughs> Steampunkish yeah. Pinocchio game, <clears throat> but it's supposed to be a Souls like, so that's yeah. uh, a big part of that. They did show uh, some gameplay of Talos Principle Two, where Sony just showed a cinematic, um, where the gameplay is like if you play Talos One, you know what it is. It's, it's a puzzle game, so it's just a three D puzzler. Yeah. Um, other uh, than that, then they closed the show with Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part, part two, two Rebirth of. 50. L- listing also on two discs, which was weird. It's like a flex. It's like, yeah, it's on two discs. It's like, but now it feels like the old days when you had like five discs to play one game. And, and granted, there, there are people out there who do use physical media still, but it's like most people are, are downloading this anyway. Yeah. Um, But it's only part two. It looks like you're going to get to at least a point where you get the airship with Sid or maybe past that point. Um. Honestly, I lost my interest with this when we, we played the first remake part of it, mm-hmm. and all the story elements that are different from the original game are done there on purpose, where they're, they're basically just telling a different story with the same characters. Uh, following yeah. like the main line, uh, the main story plot of Final Fantasy VII, but not the it's not the same game at all by any means. Yeah, it's like uh, <clears throat> what they did with the Modern Warfare game with... Um... Yeah, with Modern Warfare, yeah. like right now they're retelling the Modern Warfare story, but they're doing it differently with different outcomes, but they're referencing things like, oh, don't speak Russian, which is what they did yeah. last game. and then using the same characters. Yeah, so... That's what it feels like. And then also it was about five years since the first part came out. It yeah, just feels and they too have, long between each part. And they had some other thing in the middle between the two that wasn't... This next part, but it was yeah. like an added bit. Honestly, the gameplay of it was fine. It was interesting and all that, but um, it's not Final Fantasy. It's not the remake of Final Fantasy VII that I wanted, so I don't really kind of care about it. Plus, it's crossing generational platforms at this point. 
how long it's taking to make this game? Will the will it all be out on on PlayStation Five? Maybe or will it, I doubt it? Or will the I'm last bit say, cross over to the the next platform? Yeah, that Sony has. It's going to be. It's going to finish up like on six or seven at the, at the rate they're going. Yeah, it's it, the fact that they made Final Fantasy Seven, which yeah was like a four or five disc game on PlayStation One, mm-hmm. into a five a five part series on the new platforms is kind of ridiculous. Uh, but it has its fan base. The characters are all lovable, and the uh, the characters that you all remember are going to be there. Playing the first one, they fleshed out a lot of the extra stuff, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. But like the added things and stuff with Sethroth kind of don't make much sense. Uh, at least not in the way that it did in the first in the original game. Right. So some people really like it. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm also not a fan that they originally said they plan to break this up into like five or six parts, which means it's just a reason to take your money over and over again. Yeah. Um, so that was their big finisher there with yep. that. Oh, and you forgot that they also showcase two TV shows. Yeah, which as was... Well. Was, uh, Twisted Metal. Yeah, Twisted Metal, which looks... That's coming on... <laughs> is it Paramount or Peacock? One of the two. I think it's Peacock, because one of the, I don't think we have... We don't have Peacock, so we won't yeah. to watch it there. Um, which honestly looks too, because anybody who remembers Twisted Metal... It was a fun game, but it was... It's a vehicle destruction game. game. Yeah, so I don't know how really you're going to do a TV show on it. A TV show with Anthony Mackie and the guy who voices Lego Batman. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The guy who voices Lego Batman is the voice of Sweet Tooth, who's the clown in the ice cream uh, truck. Yeah, the guy that everyone wanted to be when you were playing Twisted Metal. I don't know why, because it's not like it was all that great of a vehicle anyway. This is I don't know. It's honestly, I don't see that show going anywhere. Then they also had show a show Witcher off. Three. Witcher Three. Or sorry, Witcher Season Three. Season Three. Which, yeah, people who like the Witcher show or down to see that or, and or probably have already seen that trailer. It, yeah. But the thing is, it's like yes, we understand CD Projekt Red. <laughs> Nobody at the game show wants to see a TV trailer, especially one that is divisive at, at, for most people. Because if you're a real big Witcher fan, you probably don't like the Witcher show because. The second season completely diverted off of the books and made up some of their own bullshit, which they got to fix in season three, and then Henry Cavill's leaving anyway. Yeah. And then the last thing Sony had to show, because it was in Sony's pocket, is the uh, Gran Turismo movie trailer, which, again, is (laughs) going to be a movie that's not going to be like a big summer blockbuster hit. It's not going to inspire more contests like that or more movies like that, in my my opinion. No. It's just so... It's just... An advertisement for Gran Turismo, basically, to flex, hey, look, our game's so realistic, and one of our gamers became a real driver. Yeah. Um, which, meh. I mean, there's there's fictional stories of that that are probably going to be played out better than this was. Agreed. Um, but that was basically the summer showcase. It wasn't, like, outstanding, like, wow, this is amazing, but it wasn't horrible either. Yeah. It did yeah. show a good bunch of games. It showed yeah. a lot of good news for, for some stuff. Um, but the stuff that people were missing was because, like... Cyberpunk said they were going to be at uh, Summer at Fest game, at Summer Game Fest plays, which are the day the play days afterwards. Mm-hmm. But people thought there would be something at the game showcase for it. Um, it was on Xbox's like agenda that they came out with that Cyberpunk was going to be there. So I don't know why the days coming up to today, everybody was like, "We hope it's there because it didn't show up at Game Fest." Where is it? Where is it? It's like it's going to be at Xbox. That's yeah, what they, they said. said it was going to like, be on. It was Xbox on the program. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, notes for it. So, um, come today, 10 a.m., uh, Xbox started their show. You woke up bright and early, didn't you, Ian, for this? You eagerly got out of your bed, ran over to your TV, and turned it on. Yeah, like at 9.30. <laughs> uh, but basically, this sh- uh, show, being a two-hour show, technically, because it was an hour of their game showcase, and then an hour... It was a little less than like, an it hour. It was like, f- 45. like 45 minutes of... Uh, just Starfield uh, information, which uh, we'll cover that. Which as well. was needed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the showcase showed off some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, they did start off with Fable, which I was kind of surprised with. Mm-hmm. It was in uh, in engine footage. It uh, happened to have. No, it was in game. It said in game. In game footage. It did say in game. That was clearly an advertisement cutscene, though. That's not going to be. But in-game. they they slapped it on there. I'm pretty sure. It's not gameplay footage for sure. Bye. Well, not gameplay, but like. In game, yeah, in, so in, the in, in game cinematics, maybe at the end of it, but anyway, they had uh, the fable uh, 
not preview, but the fable TV. No, fuck. I can't see. Oh. Cut this part out. I'm not going to cut this out. We're, 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 I roll with uh, uh, everything, uh, dear. No, it, it, but basically, Fable, Fable showed up. Yeah. And Trailer, that's the word. Yeah, they had the trailer, which uh, was in-engine in, in footage. So basically, they took the game engine and made the made what we saw. It was starring the guy from the IT crowd. Um, Richard, I'm trying to pull up his name right now. Uh, Richard Anade, I can't pronounce his last name very well. Moss. Moss but, was in there. But basically, Moss is uh, was narrating the whole thing. Um, and it showed, like, little instances in case, like, they just right away say it was Fable. It was very obvious, especially when, like, they're talking about how adventurers were, like... Are dead. Are, Heroes are dead. Uh, but they also, like, they're uh, lazy about, so, like, they do stupid shit, like, and you see them kick a chicken, like, oh, yeah, chicken kicker was a big thing there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's obviously Fable. But it looks like it took some inspiration, at least from what we saw was, like, Jack and the Beanstalk. Because when this adventurer they're talking about, who's this female character... Uh, shows up at Moss's door. Moss is a giant, and she's just like a little, like a little Jack. Yeah. And apparently, it hints that they, that you fight, that they fought, and she won or something. Um, but basically, it is fable, but no actual real gameplay, um, no mm-hmm. actual real story stuff told. No there. date, no, no date. year. We have no idea. It could be another three or four years till that game comes out. So that, that was kind of uh, meh announcement for me. It's like cool. You finally have an idea where you're going to go with Fable, yeah. but you didn't really portray it much to us that what, well. Yeah, what it's going to be about and all that. Yeah, so the next stuff they came up with now is South of Midnight, which was a new game yeah. uh, from one of the studios that uh, Microsoft grabbed. And it was interesting. At first I was thinking, like, this, this is like, it was a frame rate drop, but then I realized it's actually like stop motion animation. That they did in Engine. In, in, in Engine. Um, and it looks real, uh, really interesting. It'll it looks, be like the artwork a, looks gorgeous. Yeah, kind of like no real information of what it's going to be about or any dates. Probably going to be I want to say Southern American folklore. Okay. Which is what I think that game will entice. We kind of an action adventure game with that. We'll have to see what the gameplay stuff is with that. Yeah. Um, we all know that Ubisoft uh, and massive uh, makers of the division were working on a Star Wars game. We finally got to see it this time. It's called Star Wars Outlaws. It's looked really good. Um, this also was kind of a in- engine uh, cinematic uh, trailer. Um, looks really good because it's a Star Wars game that's not going to involve the Jedi or the Force or any of that. It's just yeah. going to be people in the Star Wars universe. That also that should be interesting. Um, excited to see where that goes and see more of that uh, when it comes out. The Ubisoft Ford event on Monday will actually have more information on it. So. We'll Probably, I'll probably tune in to check out some of that And tomorrow. hopefully maybe some type of date as well. Yeah, again, that did not have a date. But again, Microsoft did say on this showcase that they weren't going to do they did last year, which was like, we're going to commit to all these stuff coming out in the next 12 months, and like they missed half of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so some things got dates this time, some things didn't. Uh, majority stuff didn't. But one of the big things that they did do, which um, like Sony failed at, like, so Sony's thing, whole thing in their entire gameplay system is we have exclusives you can only play on playstation if you want to play spider-man you want to play god of war you have to buy a playstation mm-hmm. so xbox's thing is not necessarily you have to buy an xbox but game pass a lot of the games that they announced especially everything that was first party was constantly announced with this is available on game pass on day one this is available on game pass on day one so i would say more than half the games that they announced were going to be available on game pass yeah. day one um, and some weren't even first party games, so that was pretty interesting as well. Yeah, that was good. A new, like, co op, uh, 33 player co op uh, game called 33 Immortals, which has a little bit of the art style of, like, Clash of Clans. Yeah. But, um, uh, definitely a full blown animated action game, uh, is something that they kind of showcased. Uh, was rumored Payday 3 was, uh, was here finally, so. Yep. And that. Did have a release date? Uh, yeah, September twenty first is when that's coming out this year. Um, if you're a Payday fan, you'll probably enjoy picking this up. If you have friends to play with. Um, honestly, it's probably cool that they came out with their game, considering the Payday clones that kind of came out, like the Crime City game that was garbage, mm-hmm. and like people just haven't copied their formula uh, very well. And Payday is known to do pretty cool licensing deals with action movies and stuff like that. 
because they definitely had they had a uh, Breaking Bad uh, missions in Payday Two. They had John Wick stuff in Payday Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what other stuff they add to it there. That's coming out on September thirty first or twenty first. They also announced the remake that got leaked, which was Persona Three uh, Reload, which is basically taking the mobile game Persona Three, which is already available on Game Pass now, but yeah. redoing it in the style of Persona Five, so full animations, uh, new lo- uh, new looks to all the level design and all that stuff. Yeah, bringing it up to Persona Five level. And re-releasing that, that's going to be on uh, Game Pass uh, day one release as well. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to, you know, approach the subject of where the characters take guns to their heads and to get into the uh, Persona world. Yeah, I was that's when I first heard that it sounded like what? Why is that being sold sold as a video game? And like kids would mimic that stuff, and but like. Nowadays, I don't think that's going to matter at all. Because this is a beloved game that people like out of the Persona series. It's it's like three, four, or five are the ones that people love the most. Mm -hmm. And this is one that a lot of people got got jumped in on the series on. So people are going to love it no matter what. Uh, It's going to be coming out early 2024, but it will be a Game Pass uh, day one release as well. Yep. Uh, Then they finally showed us some Avowed, uh, which was the Obsidian Entertainment uh, game. Uh, that they announced in 2020. Uh, that was just announced with the CGI trail. This actually showed us some gameplay, it looked like. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like gameplay, like minus the HUD or whatnot. Um, but definitely showed uh, what definitely looks like an Obsidian game. Because like, the world reminded me a lot of um, the Spacer's Choice game. Oh, uh, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Like, how some of the color yeah. of stuff worked and some of the uh, creature design. Yeah, and the fighting reminded me a lot of Skyrim fighting as well. So I'm like, oh, yeah, so that looks like, pretty it good. Looks <laughs> Gives like my good... fill for uh, that. Yeah, it looks like a good mix of, of those two games uh, being uh, more on the fantasy side than you, the well, yeah. sci-fi part of it. Um, no release date, but that looked, you know, good. Yep. Um, so but that's also going to be available on Game Pass day one. So... Another game, like, if you have, what they really sold at the this show is, like, if you have Game Pass, you're not going to have to throw down $60 for every single one of these games. A lot of the stuff you, yeah. can, just, you can be able to pick up once it launches. Uh, sea of Thieves is adding a new story, uh, not necessarily mode, but mission to the game that you and your friends can play through, which is going to be The Legends of Monkey Island, uh, which kind of basically, Monkey Island's had two remakes already. Yeah. There's a sequel to Monkey Island that was came out originally as well. This seems like it's the sequel to that, where like the kind of story is that Threeport uh, Brushwood is now kind of trapped on Monkey Island, and you and your crew will go through a bunch of different story events, even uh, meeting uh, his rival and all the pirates in the uh, tavern drinking grog and all that, going through uh, the Monkey Island adventure to save Three Brute. Uh, yep, and that's coming out July twentieth yeah, this that's year. Tw- July twentieth, it's for free as well. It's just a free update to see yeah. if these. So that's nice. And see if these are already on Game Pass, so you always just already yeah. download that. As so it's it just going to be one big free content for you. And then Flight Simulator twenty twenty four was announced. Uh, that will yeah. be expected out sometime in twenty twenty four. And this one has jobs in it, so yeah. you feel like you're actually doing something other than just fly around. Yeah, instead of just flying and, and admiring the map, you can actually do anything from. Rescue jobs, cargo jobs. Yeah. They also had a, a fire, uh, you know, the fire planes where you go over wildfires and yep. put them out. Pop dusters, um, uh, oil off- rig, yeah, offshore cargo, helicopter uh, missions. So you can actually pick a vehicle and kind of do a job with it, which is kind of interesting. It adds, adds yeah. a new element of gameplay to that rather than just the simulation of flying the rig. Yep. And they also have a expansion coming out for it for, for the first one. Yeah, so for Flight Simulator 1, the one that's out now that you can uh, play, there's an Iraq, uh, a Dune expansion for the Dune movie coming out in November. Yeah. Uh, what they basically show is the Firefly... Uh, the craft, where craft. you yeah. kind of fly around Dune, which is pretty cool. I'm and, sure there's going to be a giant not, worm somewhere in oh, there. Oh, yeah. You'll, they have to have the worm. But yeah. what's nice about the Xbox showcase, you want to know? They didn't have any movie yeah. or... Uh, TV show trailers. They could have with Dune since it was a tie-in with uh, Flight <laughs> Slim Sim. But they didn't. Yeah, it was, but they it was did it, so it was so nice. Just focused on what the game content was. Exactly. Uh, Senua's Saga Hellblade Two had their trailer. Um, it looked like it was just 
uh, cutscene from the game. Yeah, and like if you've played, like if you haven't played Sanyo Saga, you look at it and think, "Well, this is just a CGI trailer." That's actually what the game looks like. If you yeah. played the first game, the cutscenes in the game go from gameplay uh, to the cutscene cut and back it's to all, gameplay. It's all in engine, so it looks like that. that it just—it's it, very smooth transition yeah. from one to the other, and that's coming in 2024. When in 2024? Who knows? Yeah, but so far 2024. Again, we could see all these. 2024 dates get pushed back to 2025 who knows yeah or later in the year and this trailer and, was amazing and then just like uh there's That's... a yakuza trailer i played at the yes. game show one there is another yakuza uh, like a dragon game now this is going to be a continuation of the like a dragon yakuza game um, it looks so I, called uh, Infinite Wealth. I don't know what it's going to be based off this is probably the one that's going to be more turn based yeah where the Man with No Name is more like the original Yakuza games and the Judgment games where uh, it's all live-action fighting, um, where Like a Dragon was following uh, the Dragon Quest uh, formula because the main character is a huge fan of Dragon Quest. Yeah. So it played out as a turn-based JRPG. This one, I suspect, should be the same thing. All we saw was just a cutscene of our main character waking up naked, like, on a beach, maybe in Hawaii. It looked like Hawaii, because there yeah, was a ton speak- of white people they're there. All, and they were all speaking English and everything. Yeah, a t- um, ton of white people, and it looked like there was Hawaiians on the beach, too. So yeah. I'm like, I'm so, pretty sure they're on, like, Waikiki or something. Did not see, um, you know, what type of gameplay it's going to be or what the story is. I don't, I've never, I didn't beat the first game, so I don't know how that one ends. But basically, this will be coming out in uh, 2024, mm-hmm. and it will be the the direct sequel to Like a Dragon, uh, a Yakuza game. Yeah. And then Capcom kind of surprised everybody with... Uh, a new Kits- game. Katsumigami, The Path of the Goddess, which um, has stylings kind of like um, Dynasty Warriors, or mm-hmm. but like Dynasty Warriors is like, it's like looking at like high-end character designs and whatnot, but like... Uh, through a dirty filter, like this is a lot more crisp. Yeah, it and also clear. And all really... the colors were very kaleidoscopy too, which yeah. is fun and cool. So um, it looks pretty interesting. There's not a whole lot of information on because it, it was just kind of like a musical trailer with a video, no uh, real explanation of what was going on. Definitely looks like it features a lot of traditional Japanese, uh, maybe mythology and whatnot. Uh, but that's gonna be coming from Capcom. We didn't get any date on that, so we have no idea when that's so... gonna drop. Well, Figure it out when we figure it out. <laughs> Forza Motorsport 7, uh, which will be on Game Pass and released on October 10th. That's coming. They added a Ferrari and a Cadillac. whoop de doo If you like Forza... <laughs> wow! If you like Forza Motorsport, you're going to like it. I mean, I prefer Damn. the Horizon uh, games because those are a little bit more arcadey, a little bit more open world and fun. <laughs> where this is, again, just going to be... You're just going to be your ass on a track. You're going to be r- racing on a track, yeah. And whoop de doo But that'll be out October 10th on Game Pass, <laughs> so you can... Uh, easily play that as well. Yeah. But Overwatch had a weird trailer because Overwatch, Blizzard just came out saying that they canceled their, their campaigns uh, stuff, but they did have that, that saying that they were still going to do story content. Yeah. So we got Overwatch 2 Invasion reveal trailer, which was the first, I guess, bit of story stuff. It's more maps, more game modes. But more some, but heroes. Some story mission and a, few, a little bit more that uh, will unlock, I guess, like six new heroes some legendary skins and stuff. Uh, all coming on August tenth, um, but I mean, if you're really into Overwatch, you are you're in you've already bought into it and you're into Overwatch, or you got tired of the same gameplay stuff over and over, and you've already bailed ship. Yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like Blizzard probably had to pay Microsoft to put them in there. Fair. Uh, Persona Five Tactics is another new game from Atlas. Yep. Uh, furthering the partnership between uh, Xbox and Atlas. Uh, this is a Persona 5 game, but it's a uh, tactical game. So it's kind of like uh, XCOM or uh, Mario Raging Rabbits, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be coming out November 17th. So if you like tactical games, you might want to play this. Yeah. So uh, they're saying like more akin to Fire Emblem or XCOM, like with turn-based, grid, grid-based yeah. gameplay. Um, really cute, cartoony anima- uh, yeah. animation style to it um, and art style. So... Definitely not cool to look at, uh, but if you're into those games, you'll like it. If you're not, it's you, not, not going to be for you. It's not a game that's definitely not for uh, me, that's, that's you, for sure. Right, yeah. But <laughs> um, but this also further strengthens the idea that uh, Persona 6 might actually launch on Xbox. Before PlayStation. Or at least at the same time, and not just exclusive to PlayStation 
for a few years before coming to Xbox. Yeah. Because they're definitely, like, bolstering their partnership yeah, with Atlas. Yeah, because Atlas had a ton of stuff here uh, on Xbox's showcase, which I was pleasantly surprised about. Yeah, and then they showed a Starfield trailer, which is weird to show it, because it's kind of like... It sh- end this should have been at the end. At the end to roll into the other show. Because I was but like, oh, was, you're ending this early. Okay. It was just a trailer for the uh, September 6th uh, uh, release date. Uh, they have another game called Jassant, which looks like uh, basically a climbing game. Yeah, a little like indie climbing game. And also with this showcase, they didn't show a lot of like indie games, which was interesting and kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Microsoft Game Store is full of just like indie games and shovelware garbage stuff that's there. Not as bad as like the Nintendo Game Store can be, but there's a lot of stuff that's like you never hear announced before, never hear anything where it's just this little tiny game that... Basically, either the developer and their friends and family buy it, or you randomly buy it on a whim because it was on sale or dirt yeah. cheap. And some of them can be really yeah. great and fun. Like, you really loved uh, Coffee Talk. Yeah, Coffee Talk was really was, good. One, yeah. was good. That's a little indie game that was fun to do. Um, still which... weeks. Yeah, and then uh, Jassant will be coming out in fall 2023. So that'll be a game on in the game store and all that. I don't think it's a Game Pass game or anything, though. It doesn't yeah. seem so. Uh, Still Wakes the Deep looked like it was a uh, horror game. Um, yeah, place this like looked an oil interesting. Rig. Uh, looks like it's probably going to... I'm assuming it's going to be like on the fan of like Outlast where you're like, you have no weapons. You're running away from stuff. Well, you're on an oil rig. Like You don't really have a whole lot of weaponry on it. You have flareons. You have big wrenches. Yeah, but it's not that you're working on it. You're you. It's very clear that you land on it to investigate something. So I don't know yeah. who your character is or what uh, weapons they have. So hopefully we'll get more info yeah. here in the next few weeks. Uh, that'll be I expect it to be out early 2024. Anything that says early 2024, save maybe for Persona uh, 3, I think will probably get pushed back later. Yeah. My so, guess is we'll probably go closer to fall of 2024. Yeah, that or spring maybe. Um... Then they had Dungeons of Hinterburg, which was yeah, kind of an in, uh, interesting, like, anime-style uh, action-adventure game uh, with a little bit of, like, a skateboarding element to it, which is interesting because this and Atlas's other big announcement had, like, a skateboarding element to Traversal. So they're getting into skateboarding, yeah, so I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's announced to be released in 2024. Yeah. Um, but that's a cool little, like, anime-art-style action-adventure game that looked yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I look forward to playing that. That looked a lot of fun. And, and this is what I was really looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, they brought out uh, Keanu Reeves to introduce uh, yes. Cyberpunk 2077. Sexy Keanu. And their new uh, DLC. They didn't give a price date, but they did give a release date being, yes. I believe, in September. Yeah. Well, I thought they leaked somewhere, or maybe the rumor was the that it's going to be rum- about like 35 bucks. Yeah, the rumor was like GOG leaked the cost, so it was about $35 for this expansion. Yeah, and it... And it's like in a new area, so it's a brand new area that you're going to with V. It feels like it's going to escape from New York storyline. Yeah, which it's is like, really hey, the cool. president crashed down in this area. We need you to go in there and get the president out. And yeah. the person like tr- baiting you to do it is promising to cure your uh, your connection your, with Johnny. Yeah, cure you from not from dying. <laughs> what John? What the main plot of the game system is doing. Um, which, Which is interesting, it's but, it's like, gonna happen. but it's probably going to be bullshit because we know how the story ends, right? Yeah. Um, but it's pretty cool that uh, they added that in there. Idris Elba will be a big character in it as well. Uh, Keanu Reeves came back to record new lines as Johnny. Which, yay! So I'm so happy. It's going to be kind of an escape from New York type of situation where you're going to go into this area and trying to, I guess, save the president, extract him, and, like, deal with all the different... All the bullshit you have to deal with. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. And this will also have the so update good. with the new police system, Max Tech oh. system that uh, they were promising to have. Fuck yeah. Then they had, like, another weird thing, uh, which was this filler. I sh- This trailer, uh, which is Cities, Skylines oh, 2, should have been more in the middle. Not towards the end of the showcase. It's just a weird, it was just a weird place for this trailer to be in. It's also like, yeah, yeah I get SimCity people, SimCity and like Skylines have like their big fan bases, but you, it's rare to it's see them niched. be in like a showcase like this. So like, that was the next trailer was just a city building game, City Skylines 2. Yeah, and this is uh, dated to release October 24th. 
moving on, yeah. <laughs> we have... The next big Atlas game, which is the next game Atlas is making after Persona 5, mm-hmm. uh, which is this Persona kind of... Uh, kind of like what they do in a spinoff with Persona. Um, it's called Metaphor Refantasio, uh, which, again, had like a skateboarding element in yeah. some of the traversal. But it looks like it takes some of the elements of Persona and character relationships that you make uh, and how strong you make them, giving you better abilities or whatnot. Um, look like kind of like just like a fantasy adventure type game. Yeah, and this is brand new for them too. I yeah, believe. so it's be interesting to see uh, to see where that goes. And that's what they usually do. Persona comes out. They do a bunch of spinoffs like Catherine or some other games that to to practice test, and test. Yeah, test some other systems with it and utilize how they can use Persona systems to different effect. And then they basically polish it for the next Persona game. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what that is. Um, then they kind of have a. It's not. A sequel, but it was from the people who made the Banner Saga, which I was surprised when looking at it. It looked more like a Castle Crashers game. Yeah, this one uh, looks which cute is a and co-op fun, too. fighter game called Towerborn, where basically it's like all civilizations move to this like giant windmill tower, and then you have a venture, a venture in the land of surrounding to like make it safe so you're, you can expand can out. Expand out, probably. Uh, but it looked like kind of a Castle Crashers, a co-op fighter, which looks like you have maybe up to four people playing with you. Um... And Definitely side-scrolling action like Castle Crashers. Mm. That should be coming out in sometime in 2024. Yeah, so. that looked fun to now, me. Now, this next one looks this, like... Yes. I, also, I originally thought this was going to be a Bioshock reveal because it feels so much like Bioshock. But it's not Bioshock. <laughs> it's, it's not even made by uh, the company that Jeff Levine left for. Yeah, to make I wonder if Bioshock. someone from the Bioshock yeah. team had their hand and was like, people want this, and it's called Clockler- Clockwork... Revolution, and it's a steampunk uh, game. Yeah, it's a steampunk game from In Exile, um, uh, set in an authoritarian city. It has to deal with some crazy stuff, like some time travel stuff that they clearly showed us. So, where you can cha- where your character might be able to change the future or the past. It's interesting. The main character that they showed looked like it was like either based off of maybe Rosario Dawson or um, at or. Uh, the Ashley chick who's in um, Archer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, like it, Aisha I, Taylor. Yeah, it looked like I like a mixture between Rosario Dawson and Aisha Taylor. I don't know who voiced her, um, but it looks very interesting. Like I say, gave lots of feels of Bioshock. Yes. Um, we, Especially like Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, definitely on that route. Uh, so that looks very interesting. Does not yeah. have a release date, but um, looks really interesting. I'd be excited to play that. Yeah. Um, they did announce some new hardware. There's going to be a black Series Series S right now. Like Series S's are only white, but this one's going to have a one terabyte SSD. Uh, I know that black uh, or Carbon Black, the uh, company who does make um, SSDs and expansive drives, they have. Um, they also announced earlier in the week that they have more. Um, that's a good, there's a third party expansion drive for the series x and s mm-hmm. that they've built drives for so instead of buying the proprietary one which is i think like 219 dollars or something for a terabyte you can probably get uh this western digital carbon black one that's will work as a expansion uh, an expansion for the series x and s for more space and they're gonna they're gonna release a 350 dollar series s that ha- comes with a one terabyte ssd instead of a 500 yep. gigabyte drive um, and then from there, they rolled into the Starfield Direct. Yeah, and well, that was really interesting because they gave us a really, really in-depth look at Starfield Super in-depth. Like, it really uh, invigorated me, reinvigorated me to want to play the game. Because for a while there, I was like, eh, I don't know about playing Starfield. But after watching this, it looks fucking good <clears throat> yeah um honestly i wish they went more in depth into a little bit of the uh, uh custom creator the character creator but it looks well, like... you can't give everything away you yeah. gotta you know still wow them when the game comes out so they definitely did a really good job with it showing us every little aspect of it um, and also kind of making it also feel like you're not beholden to those systems. So like, mm-hmm. yes, you could spend hours and hours in character career, but you don't have to. Um, you could spend hours and hours in, on, uh, building your ships, but you don't have to. You could just do a couple quick things and be out of there in less than like two minutes. Yeah. Or like you do very quick, 
uh, base building. Um, they show different systems for that, but those are things that you don't absolutely have to do. Yeah, um, like Fallout 4. It definitely looks like it's the type of opening like Bethesda is known for where you create your character with, with their background and all that stuff. Your character wakes up somewhere where people say, oh, wow, you're out cold, you're injured. Uh, you, I heard you were this, and you must have done something really bad to end up with us. Uh, we found this. Th- it looks like they found this thing, and you're gonna. That's gonna kickstart you on your way to the main storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but emphasizing that, yeah, you can't have multiple ships. So you can basically have your own fleet of ships. It looks like I don't know if you're not gonna have a fleet of ship flying out in space around with you, but well, you can start off knows? with like your you own... might. You might be able to have like fifty ships and fly around. They never said that. No, they didn't. But it looks like definitely like you have a ship. You can customize it, you can build it, you can start off with a small whole fighter ship to mm-hmm. maybe even something as big as a giant star cruiser, who knows. Yeah, um, I, well, because they said that you could have multiple crewmates with you, so I would think that you could probably do like a star cruiser type and then have little ships that you can pew out. I, I don't think they're going to go that far with it. Well, you never know. We'll have to see where they go. I mean, that's, that might be a little too too complicated on that because like... Those systems had to get even added to. Uh, it took them twenty five years, allegedly. <clears throat> well, in building this game from concept, so I mean, allegedly, they just now have technology to do it. So I don't know. If we're gonna have a star shoot cruisers with fighters that you can deploy and shit like that. Um, basically, since the main main story here is an exploration, looking for ancient artifact type of storyline for the main story, but they also made it very clear there's lots of little side stories that you can find, mm-hmm. which some of them pop up just based on your background that you pick. So, like, if you didn't pick the background of being a beast hunter, uh, one example they show is, like, you guy went to a restaurant and was talking to a random person and turned out that guy needed a beast hunter. Well, if you're not a beast hunter, you're not going to get that quest line. Yeah, so, so it's going to promote, promote a lot of different ways of, to play. Yeah. Ways to play and replay it. So you're probably banking like, this is going to be like Skyrim. You're going to have to replay this a lot. But there's a reason to. Not because we haven't put out a new Oblivion game. Yeah. So it looks definitely interesting. Or um, Elder Scrolls game. Why did I say Oblivion? Yeah. Um, they did de- definitely have an Oblivion Easter egg in there where they like, oh, look, you can have the yes! annoying fan. And it's voiced by the same guy who voices the annoying yeah. kid fan in Oblivion. In, in Oblivion. Um, That's why I said Oblivion, because yeah. he was on my mind. Because he, lo- he literally runs up to blonde-haired character with the, little with the faux spike, hawk. Yes. Uh, a round face. And he says, oh, you're a great fan. I can't wait. And you take I'm going to follow look, you forever. And it looked like you could add him to your crew and maybe even kill him if you wanted to. That's wonderful. Um, but like, he can definitely follow you around. You can add people to your, to your crew. The cool thing is, is that not only can you just add people to your crew and, yeah, they'll be on your spaceship with you. And then maybe you pick who you want to be go with you when while exploring or not. They didn't say anything about party size limit or if it's only one or two characters you can take with you. Yeah. Or how that gameplay mechanic was going to work for their AI. But through all the different characters that you can find, it doesn't sound like you're limited to just what you can fit on your ship. Because you can also assign them to your outpost. So mm-hmm. that now gives you kind of an incentive to like find a planet... Uh, build an outpost and then just harvest people and leave them on the outpost. Yeah, like, if you have, if you find people like a guy who might be stranded on a planet, like, hey, can I join your crew? Because I don't want to be stuck here. It's like, sure, you're going to be stuck bring, on my outpost. Yeah, bring them on your ship, and then if you don't like them, put them on your your, your outpost to stay there or something. and torture him. So you can tell what I'm going to do. Definitely seems lots of interesting stuff there. They they did say a, a thousand different planets you can explore. Um, some will have life on them, some may not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, they did like what they, what they mentioned was kind of like a mixture of a procedurally generated content for planets, mm-hmm. but also throwing in, mixing it in with handcrafted content. So maybe the planet's atmosphere, environment, and all that is uh, procedurally generated. But then if there's a cave system on there or something to explore to do there, that was handcrafted and the system injects into that planet or whatnot. Okay. Um, so it sounded interesting. So it's not like, it's not going to be like uh, No Man's Sky where everything's yeah. procedurally generated and you have a lot of like repetitive uh, looking things. And or... derpy dinosaurs. Yeah, because they have to say like all the creature designs weren't just to be weird ass aliens. They were supposed to look like they belong in the environment. So yeah. they definitely emphasizing procedurally man, uh, generated but with a mixture of handcrafted content in there as well so you're not going to get those no man's sky things where you go into a star system and hey look everything looks the same 
uh, or I've seen this plant before just in the color in a different color. Yeah. You're going to get kind of unique environments everywhere. Um, and then, like I said, they would end up with shipbuilding, kind of a little in depth with the base building where you'll have different camera angles and whatnot to do that. So, I mean, people who really want to get into really uh, sh- reshaping their ships and, re- and rebuilding them in different ways can get into the intricacies of that. Uh, one of the developers said, like, yeah, I like to make my ships look like animals. And they showed us, like, her platypus And they ship. showed us an Optimus Prime yeah, one. <laughs> one person made a ship that looked like a, a Optimus Prime robot. Um, so you can literally go in there and make it. And it can be easy as, all right, I'm just adding these components to my ship or diving deep and adding little bits and pieces here and, and really molding them into a ship. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. And, like, as even as ridiculous as, like, the Optimus Prime robot looked... <laughs> the takeoff was like, not elegant. Like, with it's it. literally a stiff, like, pixel art square robot that li- that literally just had boosters on its feet that just <laughs> takes off and, like, flies in, this, in a static so motion. Um, it's interesting that you can make that type of stuff, so that sounds pretty interesting. So I think a lot of people, with this game being on Game Pass and what they showed here, a lot of people are going to go out and get this game, probably with yeah. Game Pass. If not, people will be buying it. Um, and they're going to spend a lot of hours just doing weird stuff in the, in the game as far as the creation stuff that they can do. See what they can break the game with. Yeah, and then it'll be interesting how many deep stories are in there. Like, yeah. Um, I know there's not like a ton of cities, of major, major cities in this yeah. game. There's like maybe four or five at most. But it sounds like there's a lot of things. There's a little outposts. There's a lot of density in those cities. And then there's a lot of like um, little events that will happen. And then also in your character creation stuff and some of the perks that you can pick um, will cause random events. And they said there's one perk you can grab, but then you'll end up having mercenaries land every once in a while and trying to attack you. Yeah. But they also said that you can lose perks as well, too. So if you want to change them up as you go, um, you might be able to alter the perks that you have through some in-game mechanic that they haven't shared with us. Yeah. Um, so definitely looks very interesting. Um, ship combat, ground combat, first person to third person view if you want. Lots and lots of different types of guns and modifications to it, like mm-hmm. kind of like we had in, in Fallout 4, um, and lots of different customizations to your suits. Uh, also, the introduction of uh, characters for romance. Yeah. I, I guess I, I guess Fallout 4 kind of had some of that stuff, right? Well, Skyrim was very lacking. You just yeah. showed them, like, here's a ring, and they're like, oh, I will marry you then. Well, because that was also like an added thing that happened later on, I think. With No, with... it was part of the base story. That's right, where you can marry some of your uh, your companions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Which the characters can do it, but like it wasn't flushed out very well. No, <laughs> where the, maybe this will we'll see relationships more on the level of Mass Effect. That would be nice. Because um, we're not getting a Bethesda game anytime soon. Or I mean, Bioware. Bio, whatever. Yeah. The dead. <laughs> so we'll see. What, we'll see what happens uh, with Starfield. Uh, if you have a chance to watch their forty-five minute mm-hmm. like. Uh, direct on it i would definitely recommend it because it yep. gives you lots and lots of information on how things are going to work this does look like the game people thought no man's sky was supposed to be it looks like it's going to have a pretty interesting main story mm-hmm. and then have a ton of side stuff that you can get swallowed up into yeah. um especially like with the gambling plant they said there's uh there's like expensive sea galactic cruises that cruise ships that you can run into. You can hail any ship you run into. Are we going to run into the Halcyon? I doubt that. <laughs> but I'm sure there's going to be something inspired by that. Uh, and you have the free range to go do piracy if you wanted to, too, as well. Yeah. So it's like you have an option. Like, you hey, can be a good guy or you can be an asshole. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how you can play it. And oh, and they also revealed the uh, headset and game controller exclusively for Xbox. Both those look very beautiful. And they showed the uh, collector's edition. Yeah, which we haven't seen where it's for sale yet. It's been rumored to be selling for about $300. Which makes sense because of the... uh, It's not an Apple Watch, but it's It's a smart smart watch. watch that will connect to your phone. Uh, But it's basically the watch that they give you in the game, and it comes in like a special lockbox uh, which looked pretty cool. Yes. Um, and it's basically a smartwatch that will connect to an app on your phone and then probably give you all the normal smartwatch abilities as well as maybe some like game-specific stuff that um, make it more like a, a lore item to have. And I want the watch. Yeah, the you wa- don't get the watch. <laughs> I will get the watch. Fine. You can buy it. You can buy it. Well, I, you know, I'm the one that went the money right now. So... 
Um, that definitely looks interesting, but uh, that's probably something that's going to you can look at the super, watch super quickly. So we're going to have to uh, keep your eyes peeled for when that goes on sale because that's going to go poof. Um, but it's going to be a thing like you're not when it goes on sale, you're not going to be like, well, I'll wait till I save the money for it. It's like either you have the money to buy it now or you don't. It's yeah, go- just throw it on so, that credit card and pray. <laughs> so uh, that's all coming out September. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, beginning part of September, September 6, 9th or 6 or 9, 6 or 9. I can't remember. 69. It's going to be in September. That should be a game that will eat up a lot of people's time if it, if it stays true to everything that they're saying. The hype on it looks good. From what they showed, it looks, looks like they're going to deliver on a lot of stuff that they said. Uh, it should be interesting. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of how well it runs. There are going to be people who are going to uh, rant about frame rate and stuff. I mean, as long as the game runs smoothly, does it constantly crash? Not that bad It should glitches. be good. We'll see what happens. This is a brand new engine for Bethesda. It's not the same one that uh, Fallout and yeah. Skyrim and all the games have yeah. been built on. So we should see some improvements with it, but we might end up seeing new bugs. So We'll see. All right. That is our show for today. Uh, thank you for listening. And Are you going to be streaming anything this week? Uh, various stuff. Uh, Various stuff, he says. Yeah, we'll be streaming on uh, probably Monday, Wednesday, Friday, definitely this week. Uh, A few various things. We'll figure out what that's going to be as we go. Maybe some Diablo. Yeah. Um, So we'll have that going on. You can find us at uh, nerdcrusade.com, the Twitch channel, the Nerd Crusade, um, where you can watch all our streams as well as our YouTube channel where where all that stuff usually gets uploaded to as well. Um, but catch us there and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.